Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzak, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. There, and welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here. It's spring in Vancouver. You know, I told you a couple of weeks ago, we got back from Mexico, we got settled, and guess what? Now I've planted some wonderful spring flowers in my planter boxes that hang on the outside of my she shed. Now, every morning when I commute to work, now I say that word commute kind of tongue in cheek, because honestly, I have the easiest commute in the world. I walk out my back door and down the path to my she shed. And that's it. That's my commute. But I get to enjoy my flowers. And the birds are out. We've got robins, we've got house finches and chickadees and stellar jays, and they are so much fun. I love to see them hopping around the yard and eating seed from my feeder and getting ready for next. What's next, right? It's spring. They're getting ready to nest and getting ready to raise a a flock. Honestly, you know, I think spring is my favorite season. The days are longer, the weather is warming up, the sun is out today, and life is good. So now before I dive into this week's podcast, let me read you this review. It's titled Relatable and Encouraging. I love how Candy always covers the topics that are most meaningful to me as a coach. Her teachings and suggestions are always relatable and easy to follow. And the best thing is that she makes me feel like I can do it too. Listen, thank you so much for that review. I know it's not the easiest thing to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and I really appreciate the time that you took. So guess what? This episode is about the five big hurdles that hold new coaches back. And before I get into the content and go through those five big hurdles, I want to ask you, the listener, for some help. If you find this episode helpful, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I'm really thankful that you helped me get the word out and to help more coaches create a thriving coaching practice and to live the life of their dreams. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about the five hurdles, the five misunderstandings, or the five myths that stop coaches from getting started and taking the next step to signing clients, launching their business, and making money and an impact. So hurdle number one is a misunderstanding about fear. So when I say a misunderstanding about fear, here's what I mean. They keep waiting for it to go away before they want to start. They keep waiting for the fear to go away before they take that next uncomfortable step. You know, we all hold ourselves back because of fear. And we think, or rather, we just hope that the fear will just go away. But it won't. 
that approaches backwards. And that's how our brain likes to pretend or trick us into not taking action. Fear is going to be a companion on our journey. It won't go away. Of course, at times it will be less or even invisible. But that's only after you've done that thing or you've gotten proficient at doing something. But anytime you're going to do a stretch, anytime you're going to do something new, the fear is going to come and join you. So the idea of waiting for it to be gone before you start is just going to keep you stuck. The way to get over your fear is to take action. Now, You don't have to go and take a giant action. Even one tiny step can help. You only need just a few seconds of courage to get started. And then once you get started, you're on your way. And guess what? Once you take that first tiny step, you're going to start to feel better and the fear will subside and move into the background. Every time I think about fear, I think of years ago, I was down in Acapulco and we were watching the cliff divers. Have you guys ever watched those cliff divers? If you haven't seen them in person, maybe you've seen them on TV or on YouTube. But what they do is they stand on this tiny little ledge on the side of a rock cliff. And if I was to stand on there, I probably wouldn't even call it a ledge. And the only thing they need to do is dive. They have all the skill and they're prepared, and they're poised, just like you as a new coach. And the next step is to leap. And you, just as they, will be rewarded with a rush of energy and enthusiasm when you take that leap. So remember, waiting for the fear to be gone before you start is just keeping you stuck that your power is in courage. Take that small step, exercise a little bit of courage, take the leap, and you're going to get that rush of energy and enthusiasm too. Hurdle number two sounds like this. I'll do it all myself, or I'll do it by myself. And I call this the lone wolf do-it-yourselfers. Not getting any help, trying to do everything all at once and all by themselves and doing all the busy work. So often we try to figure out how to do it all on our own. It's like we're creating a quilt. I don't know if you quilt, but I used to quilt for years. A quilt maker cuts the fabric accurately. They have a pattern to go by and they put it together piece by piece. They know which piece goes where. It's already planned out. So the cutting, the trimming, the sewing, the pressing, there is so much work to be done, but they do it with a full plan, with a strategy. But oftentimes, a coach that's trying to do it all themselves by themselves and figure it all out is not like one of those precision quilt makers. They're more like the crazy quilt approach. So if you've ever seen a crazy quilt, it's all different fabrics sewn together in all different ways. And you're going to be like a coach when you're doing this crazy quilt thing. It's like you get one little piece and you look at it and you think, well, that's cool, but you don't quite know where it fits. And then you go and you find another little piece. Well, that's an interesting shape, but you don't know where that fits either. And so in your coaching business, it might look like this. You might buy a small program 
or get a little bit of help with one thing. And okay, there's my nice piece. And then you go and you try to figure out another piece for free on YouTube. Or you Google something and kind of cobble it together. Then you hire somebody to build a website that's not even reflective of you, your niche, or your offer. So you end up doing all of these things cobbled together. Some of them you even have to do twice. And when a crazy quilt is finished, very often there are bumps and wrinkles and places where no matter what, you just can't smooth it down. Or there's gaps and you just got to put a patch on there. It doesn't quite fit together. And frankly, it's inefficient. And your coaching business can be like that crazy quilt when you try to do it all yourself. It's inefficient too. You've taken so much time trying to do it, piece it together in a way that you're hoping is going to fit. It takes you time. It costs you money. It costs you energy. And it's going to be way longer before you're coaching clients and before you have a successful business. So this trying to do it all yourself is like that crazy quilt approach. You never know if you're, how you're going to end up. And it takes so much longer. This DIY lone wolf is isolated. They don't work with their own coach. They don't get help from anybody. They don't get a mentor. And they don't really create a lot of true connections with peers who can support the new version of who they're becoming. I've interviewed dozens of entrepreneurs for this podcast, and so many of them have shared their mis biggest mistake. I asked them that, like, what's the biggest mistake that you found? And they said their biggest mistake was trying to do it all alone without community and without a coach. So work with an expert, work with your own coach, choose one approach, create one streamlined business, and you're going to create that business that gives you the freedom. It's going to be more fun. You're going to have more connections and people in your life. You're going to have more clients and more money. So that DIY lone wolf, I do it all myself, ends up taking longer and is harder and is lonely. Don't be the DIYer. Go with, instead of doing it all on your own, do it with somebody. Hurdle number three is this thought. I need to be certified before I can start. I talk to a lot of new coaches every day, and many of them say, so I'm just taking my coach training right now, or I'm just going to be finishing my certification in a few weeks, and then I will start. And that is a mistake. And here's why. They forget that they have a lifetime of expertise, that they're learning coaching skills, but they're not actually starting from scratch. They are starting with a long history of achievement. So taking courses, getting certified, enhancing your skills is important. It is, this is the never ending road of continuous learning and improvement. And it's a great addition but don't allow it to hold you back from starting. As a new or a struggling coach, remember who you are. Remember that you've got that lifetime of skills and experience and strengths and leverage those skills. Start coaching today, sign clients and make money. I know you're not the coach that you're going to be, but guess what? Being a masterful coach, we need to learn 
and we need to practice. The more you coach, the better you will be. So get out there and start signing clients today. Hurdle number four, this is the rabbit hole of distraction. The rabbit hole of distraction, also known as shiny object syndrome, it happens when we follow all kinds of experts. Something shows up in our world, either it shows up on our social media feed or somebody sends us an email or one of our peers does something interesting and we get distracted. We're like, oh, going over there, what are they doing? That must be the thing that I want to do. Your question for yourself when you're wondering if you're getting too distracted is, am I spending more time learning and consuming or am I spending more of my time creating? And that is creating clients, creating content, creating valuable things for your clients and creating knowledge for yourself as well. Now, listen, I understand distraction and I am like everybody else. I have to manage my own shiny object syndrome on a daily basis. And I also understand how focus and creating my own content and my own IP, how working on the projects that I've chosen, designed to move my business forward is ultimately my strongest path. So one of those shiny things comes into my world. I can look at it, but maybe you put it on a list to decide about later. Just don't stay distracted all the time. It's just Distraction often shows up on social media or by email or when talking to a peer, like I said earlier. There are so many things that you can learn, so many new approaches that sound exciting. And know that most of those things you don't actually need. They're a great addition once you already have paying clients, once you're already moving towards being fully booked, you might want to add them as an addition, but they're not the thing that's going to solve the first challenge, which is coaching, signing clients, making some money. So remember that distraction is something we're always going to face. And sometimes distraction is our brain's way of trying to protect us. It's trying to keep us from doing that important work because it's a little bit uncomfortable, maybe something you haven't done before. Don't allow distraction to derail you. Hurdle number five is this one, the fear of tech. It often sounds like this, ah, I am no good at tech. Now, being no good at tech is a thing. Oh, for sure. Often, Coaches worry that the tech is too complicated. It's always changing. They don't know exactly how to use it. They don't know where to start. They don't know if, if they're going to break it. They think that they need lots of different tech in place before they can start coaching. But having a coaching business means, yeah, you do need to work with some tech. However, the amount of technology that you actually need is probably far less than you think. We think we need a fancy website with premium branding and that we need to know Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and any of the lo other latest social platforms to build a following. But you don't actually need a following when you're starting out. You probably don't even really need a following for your first 50 or 100,000. Your goal is to be a coach, not an Instagram influencer. And the amount of tech that you really need to become a coach who is paid and helps their clients is actually quite limited at the start. Don't be fooled into thinking you have to have it all in place. What you need to do is coach your clients, 
Yes, you will deal with the tech. And it's not yet. Start with the basics. What do you need? You need a Zoom account to coach. You need an online scheduler to save time and energy and make it easy for your clients to connect with you and to schedule an appointment. You need email, some kind of payment processor. But once you've begun, that's all you need. Then sign some clients, spend your time coaching, make a little bit of money, and now you're ready to add that one-page website or a landing page. Now you're ready to layer in one social media platform. I highly recommend that you do have that basic understanding of the tech, but you sure don't need to be an expert. Once you're making some money, once you're working with clients, remember, the highest and best use of your time is to build relationships, coach people, sign new clients, network, perhaps do presentations and workshops and trainings. And then you can always hire somebody part-time to help you do a lot of that tech. So you don't need a lot of tech to start. And then as you get more established, you probably want to add some more tech in. But now if you've been coaching, you're already in a position where you can hire some part-time help. Okay. So that's it for today. We've talked about the five most common hurdles that I see that hold new and struggling coaches back. The first is a misunderstanding about fear. The second is trying to do it all yourself, a lone wolf DIYer. The third is the misunderstanding, thinking that you've got to finish your certification before you can start coaching. The fourth is that distraction, shiny object syndrome, slowing you down. And the fifth is fear of tech or just being no good with tech. Any of those hurdles sound familiar? I know I've experienced all of them from time to time. So I hope they sound familiar to you too. And I'm hoping now that I've talked about these five hurdles, think about where they might show up in your life. And sometimes just that awareness that you're not alone with that hurdle. You're not alone with that fear. Just that alone will help you move forward. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I hope it's useful to you. And if you know there's these things and they're holding you back a little bit more than you like, maybe it's time for you to work with a coach. Check out the link in the episode notes to find out more about how I can help you. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.